This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Was there, Billy Head? The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division Two, Huddersfield. Oi! Thank you. Rupian Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson. Clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! There we go. Nothing. A little bit like Ticketmaster, I think. There, queuing and waiting for us to uh, to arrive, and here we are, just in the nick of time. And Kesara, Sarah, whatever will be, Matt, get over your Peterborough PTSD because we are going to Wembley. Them Terriers continue to defy their preseason predictions, and we have made it to the Championship playoff final. Carlos, the Exorcist, Corberan busts another ghost as Town win a home playoff game in normal time. For the first time in 10 attempts, what a tumultuous night at the John Smith Stadium. To look back over it with me is match commentator Cosnuth Wollstoneholm, a.k.a. Richard Kosmala. The Gary Taphouse to my shithouse is uh, Johnny Gillespie. And the Bob Wilson of the podcast, it's uh, Philip Senior. Are we okay tonight, guys? Good evening. How are we doing? How are we doing? How are we doing? Very good, very good. Thank you to everybody who has joined us uh online let me just catch up with what's uh, everyone doing so good evening everybody uh and uh, thank you to everybody who has joined us online uh cozy i'm sure will tweet the uh link out if he's a good boy uh just I to get a there. couple more on board as well uh which is fantastic so we're going to wembley but before we go to wembley let's get drunk magic rock brewing sponsor this podcast and you will get 10 percent off all of your online orders if you use our code ahttc10 Uh, and also free delivery on all orders over £45. So thank you to Magic Rock for continuing to sponsor the podcast. Right then, 
Huddersfield Town 1, Luton 0. That's exactly how I predicted it, I think. No one ever mentioned Peterborough, I don't think. Um, right, guys. It was uh, the start. Uh, oh, nervous. Town, nervous. Weren't they, Phil? Um, I thought maybe the favourites tag weighed a bit on them and, and we made a bit of a nervy, edgy start. It was never going to be a classic, was it? Um, but were you a little bit worried when, you know, sort of 15, 20 minutes in and things weren't quite going well? And, and you know, we'll come on to Lee Nichols in a moment, but it was a little bit hairy for a little while there, wasn't it? Um, I don't know about worried. I think I kind of expected it. I thought they'd come out and, and give it... I don't feel like at any point of the game I was worried. felt quite comfortable, to be honest. Um, it was a bit weird. I, I was really worried before the game in terms of having that kind of nervous feeling and a little bit of stress during the game. The only stress I got was from the fella sat next to me two minutes in asking us to clear it down the channel. Get it down the channel! Get it down the channel! Two minutes into the game, some kids behind me, effing and jeffing, calling people all sorts of names. That's the only stress I got. The rest of the game was absolutely brilliant. I thought Carlos played it perfectly. Uh, first half, I think he just wanted to sit back and just take a little bit of pressure in. And then second half, we just strolled to a to an easy 1-0 victory. Um I just thought it, were, it, were, it was something that we're not used to. I think normally we have that little bit of stress, though, where Chef Wednesday away and we've had the Lincolns at home, all that kind of thing. And um, for me, I don't know how everyone else felt, but I just felt like it was just a kind of, you know, a kind of an obvious kind of easy stroll to a, to a 1 0 win. Once the goal went in, to be honest. And it wasn't a shot that surely. Cosy, what do you think? Do you think he was squaring it, Jordan Rhodes? Or do you think he was sliding it into the far bottom bin? Killer sliding in. I, Phil, you know what? I'm totally, yeah. oppo- totally the opposite to you. My feelings, my well, yeah. my sensations is the same Spain. Yeah, we're different. I uh, arrived for a big party and uh, after about 15 minutes that it would turn into a bit of a wake, to be honest with you. And and even when we had that five, ten minute spell second half where we kind of came out better, uh, then yeah. You know, they got back on top again, mate, and it needed Sauber to get us out of the uh, SHIT. So I total opposite to you, mate. I I was usually concerned because they had all the momentum, the chances. They should have. They should be at Wembley, mate. We should be. Yeah, I was. I was the same as you. Second half, because we started so quickly, it, it, nerves kind of went a little bit. And I felt second half was same same as what we did in the first leg. I always thought we can actually do these, but first half. Amount of time, obviously, there's the obvious save from Nichols. Amount of times they got crosses in, balls in, constantly beating, I mean, beating people, getting the balls into the box. And I thought it just felt like a matter of time. Amount of time, I kind of just side Actually, another chance with they've they've not caught some. It was almost like I felt like it's more like a matter of time. But equally, we've done that a few times this season. Where well, that's why I think a lot of teams, after we've I mean, got three points, kind of think, how are they where they are? Because we seem to have a knack, be it a knack, maybe, maybe it is, of not being obviously the better team, but not conceding goals and then taking our chances. So I don't know if it is a tactic, but maybe that's why I feel you felt a little bit more relaxed because you had faith and confidence that Joe, we, we don't we don't always look obviously the better team, but we do stick it out, we do keep a clean sheet and we do take that chance when it comes, which is exactly what we did. Yeah, I think sometimes when teams get in behind you, I'm a little bit more nervous. If I know that teams are breaking the lines and getting in behind us, it does worry me a lot. But everything just seemed to be in front. And, and although they had a lot of possession, and they did have a few chances. I mean, obviously, 
the save that Nichols made, it was straight at him and, and they got him behind and uh, that that was obviously clear and obvious. But I just feel like it was just all in front of us. It was it was quite a, a controlled performance. Yeah, well a little bit frustrating at times. Um but I just think the second half we came into his own and I think we always knew we were gonna do the way that they tied yeah. in the first leg and uh, and obviously it, it happened again kind of thing. So um but yeah, no, it's irrelevant really. We're up up into the uh, up into the final, so uh, yes, yeah, so so yeah, so I think Town are in a little bit of debt to Lee Nichols. The you know the save from Harry Cornick. It's all about the positioning, isn't it? The early on field, how you know Lee Nichols gets himself in a great position and locks it with his chest, doesn't really have to move. Yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, there's there's other bits as well, isn't there? You know the save from James Bree was the the Bree save was really good as well, and you know he's commanded his box and you know and, and dug us out. But that's you know that's what he's there for. That's what a good goalkeeper's there for, and that's why his championship keeper of the season um i i really thought town struggle first half they struggled to get to grips with luton's intensity um i think that they looked a little bit worried but i never really felt like luton were creating clear-cut chances at the same i know the cornic one was but other than that i don't think anything was really clear-cut but luton luton to their credit were, were excellent um in that first half but the second half you know the second half kicks off and i think town made a number of improvements in there and you know, Danny Ward's had to go off injured. You know, it looks like a potential, you know, from watching the video, it looks like maybe he's groin uh, or his hamstring again, you know, the way he's, the way he's, uh, he's, he's gone. Um, and so it looks potential like, you know, hamstring groin maybe. Um, so hopefully he's, he's fit. But Jordan Rhodes came on and Jordan Rhodes was excellent. He used all his experience and it's 10 years uh, since he scored those two goals against MK Dons, isn't it? Um, you know, in the home and away leg and Jordan's there, the hero again, a decade on. It was... He was he was excellent, and Sauber Thomas as well really helped change the game around. I thought his, you know, his energy and impetus really helped lift us, and you know, and it's obviously his ball into the box. You know, he's made three key passes. You know, he's been on for like a third of the game. He's made three key passes in that time on the pitch, which you know the rest of the team have made six in ninety minutes. You know, and he's made a third of, you know, Town's you know key moments. You know, in in a third of the time, uh, I thought he was excellent when he came on, and the set piece. Phil, we were right behind it, and as soon as soon as that was floated in, it, you know, you could just tell it just needed someone on it. And you know, I, I, luckily, um, we can just with there's a brilliant video, and I'll play it in now. Um, but it's just the noise levels are incredible. Let me play this in, and we'll uh, we'll come back to it in a second. It's only 25 seconds. what a noise what a noise it was when that ball hit the net I know Town have come under fire a little bit for not not exactly singing during the 90 minutes of the game um, but you know that noise I've, it reminded me very much of Lincoln City you know when Phil you you, you were there weren't you? I think we were on the bench against Lincoln City in the playoffs and you know the, the when Rob Edwards Thunderbolt hits the back of the net the roar from the crowd is in, you know it's unbelievably intense and that that was probably a couple of decibels above that. You know, it was it was just an unbelievable moment where the whole stadium erupted, and you know, from then on, it was it was magic in there, wasn't it? And Town really saw the game out brilliantly from that point. I think I think they were kind of, 
I think you could feel it coming, couldn't you? And, and what a great ball that was. And, and to tuck it in and the weight just trickled into that bottom corner and just rolled in, keeper stranded. You know, not much keeper can do in that position. And yeah, it kicked off in it big time. And, and, and you, you know, you could see that coming. And I thought the fans were, were, were great on the night. It, it wasn't a great evening. And, uh, you know, to, to kind of get behind your team and to, to find the impetus. But once it went in, it was a, it, it was brilliant. It was you know absolutely fantastic and um, yeah, it, and, and especially the scenes after the game as well were were, were just as good. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll just draw it back a second. That Johnny, tell us, Peter Banks, the referee. You know, Forest and Sheffield United managed to get Michael Oliver. The referee, I thought, was a complete disgrace for the for the ninety minutes. I thought he was horrendous. Um, the, yeah, the decision, I, I, the, the I penalty decision on Toffolo as well was was stonewall. I thought Campbell should have walked. There were a number of number of challenges that went sort of unpunished, but all's well that ends well. So we don't really need to delay on him too much. But you know, just just a word for that, and hopefully he's not he's nowhere near the final. Yeah, well, I think I think the quality referees. I mean, it's one of them don't want to complain about it all the time. The quality referees that the Sheffield United Forest ties had in comparison to the Town Luton. It's, it's poor obviously isn't it? but yeah performance wasn't great you let a lot go but I think you let, you let far too much go for me I even think the um, I'm interested what people's opinions are but even even the, the Lee's goal the Colwell foul I don't know what people think about that one because I, I, I watched, it, wrong I watched with that it. a few times I don't think there's anything wrong with it there's nothing, absolutely nothing. He's, he's wrong side it's not really pushing that I know he's blowing early and he, he, he said well he blew before he went to the back of net but for me that's not a foul Penalties, Stonewall. I don't. I, I don't. I know we touched it previous pod. I just, I just want to know why. We'd be interested in what his opinions why Why he's not give it? Like it's the end of the day, it, it, it doesn't matter, does it? I mean, you could argue. Um, had the Lee's goal stood, might might, might be a slight slight different approach. And with the time we score, the time this um, Rose goal goes in, I think is a great time to score. At that point, not a long left. Luton players were gone. Absolutely, but that ball goes in. They are gone. They've got nothing left. The Lee's goal, it, it might have been a bit early to, to try and maybe try and hold the lead. I don't know. I'd probably rather score in the 80th, 80th, 81st, and when Lee's. So maybe you could argue maybe turns a bit in favour there. But yeah, I think stuff. stuff the decision we've had over the two legs just makes me very happy that we do have VAR in the final. I'm not again whether you want VAR in the championship next year. Jury's out, but I think at least we'll know whatever happens those decisions won't be happening in the final because it's been awful. Absolutely horrendous. Absolutely horrendous over two legs to get two decisions like that. Stormwall penalty is not given. It's just, can't be happening. He's like, he's a Premier League referees. I mean, he's maybe the best. Um, and they know better than what we get and what we get is shocking. Cosic, tell us what it's like, what it, what it was like in the gantry, rubbing shoulders with Andy Hinchcliffe, uh, big alumnus, Daniel Mann, etc. Um, Tell us your view from up there, because you, you obviously was on a, a very special commendation, weren't you, uh, living the high life up there. Just tell us just tell us what you saw from up there, because we've not really heard much from you yet. So, you know, tell us your thoughts on the game, how you felt it went. I know you've mentioned Luton were unlucky a little bit earlier, but just let us know, and, you know, that second half in particular and the noise of the crowd towards the end. Wow, I was so nervous. So I got asked to do this, and part of me was thinking, is it a good idea? Because obviously I like to be in the mix and... The most bit like Luton and that as well, but I thought this is once in a kind of lifetime opportunity really to get get on here and that as well. And we had some fun really because there meant to be a Luton fan doing it uh, with me, but 
Sky looked through his Twitter feed and uh, pulled out of uh, getting this guy. So I don't know what he was tweeting and stuff like that as well. So I was on my own, which I thought, oh my God. So I thought the best thing to do was all good commentators do prepare for the game. I went into Huddersfield and had uh, a Sambuca and about three Madrids. So <laughs> but I took my notepad and had everyone written down. So I looked a proper professional. So obviously, you'd la- so, so I came in through the players' entrance and like people, I had my town show because they told me to come in it and everyone's like, I just look like well, black. It's the first person I booked in with Richard Sutcliffe from the Athletic. I know really well. So, so what the hell are you doing in here? I says, mate. And I passed him. I showed him this passage. He said, "TV commentator." <laughs> so, uh, and then there were like all other press and that as well. It were proper tension there. They were all got their laptops out and everything. And it was me like coming in half swilled up with Madrid and what have you. And uh, yeah, so strolls down the pitch. David Prutton's doing his thing. And uh, uh, who else were there on Monday night? I can't remember who else. But yeah, so. I knew I walking around like side of pigeons, people shout, it goes here. Like, I would try to look professional like this and stuff. And then the Gantry, which I, for some reason, I lost the plot here. So I know before the Premier League, we had a different Gantry, didn't we? That was kind of. Yeah, you had to climb pitch. up it. Yeah. So I find uh, like, yeah, after 90 minutes. Yes. Yeah, so for some reason, I thought that was still there. So I'm scared of heights. So I was so pleased when we like went to the back of this other one. But yeah, fast forward it on. So got my notes out and everything. And. I think obviously with just me just doing it for like Uddersfield there, it would have been a disaster for Sky to to have like Luton winning it. And I was really confident going into the game, not overconfident, but I just thought we can play better than them. I said it didn't it on the air on Sunday night. And honestly, about fifteen minutes in, I were kind of like we're in trouble here. We're worried. It was felt tense. That the, a few things that, that I got to realise quickly that you don't get to go behind the south stand that as well. A especially the Kilner Bank, they don't. Our fans don't seem to like this slow build-up. And I don't know whether it was because we had new fans in our walk, but they were, come on. And every time Levar Colwell got it, there were people like trying to... And I kept saying on, on commentary uh, that the fans need to stick with it because this is how we play. We build up slow and then we find some passes and we're in. But they were really getting there because it was a nervous start. They were really getting on people's backs. But the good thing is the players were bright enough to keep doing what they were doing. Obviously, Carlos was drilled that into it, so... I'm pleased about, but there was a really nasty, naughty kind of uh, tension there. And but the way they started, the, the stuff that kind of st- shining out to me, James Bree were running riot down the right. We had Harry Cornick had a massive game, should have scored, and Mary Bell should have scored like the tapping and that as well. Another things that I noticed today, kind of watching the replay back, I know Nichols were brilliant and saved, but I just don't know whether this is just because like the season is having everything's getting away with, but he was punching stuff out into dangerous areas and Luton were missing. His saves were obviously good, but they, they, on another day, they come back and they tapped in. So we got away with quite a bit there and that as well, I thought. And at half-time, I was really worried because I thought, wow, I'm sat here like commentating. It's meant to look brilliant when we go mental and to Wembley and I'm going to be stood here like, for a funeral. And uh, so the second half kind of started and I were like, yeah, you know, we started off kind of well, didn't we? Pippa kind of got racing down the right and we had one or two moments, but but quickly Luton got back on top. When Cameron Jerome all of a sudden got 20, 10 years younger when he came on, he were like beating men for fun and I could see it now. I were, I were really annoyed how much space Robert Snodgrass had. Uh, we seemed to let him do what he wants. He obviously had that curled shot that was saved and he, they, were, we, they were just letting him do what he wants. When I watched it back today, because to confirm it, he like he did the space we gave them. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's stage fright or whatever. But obviously, all's well that ends well in the end, and that as well. But it was really interesting to see Tom Lees with another guy who just stood out every time an aerial ball came in or he cut something out. 
it was just so dependable. You don't notice that kind of behind the goal a lot, but the view on the side, the guy is just he's this year's it's sorry, it's 2017 Schindler is it's on to me. Cool as you like, you know, assured hardly any mistakes. If he's gonna get beaten for pace, you think he always kind of gets there, and that's what part from that Bournemouth at home game where they were kind of exposed a little bit. But yeah, and other things kind of stood out, but obviously the goal. I mean, you'll see the video, it's gonna be published tomorrow. God, it's so funny. I just I've lost it, man. Lost the plot, the voices. God, it's the absolute crazy, and that's where wait till you see it's just mad and but it would it would a weird experience because like I I would just obviously got to know their players a lot. A lot of them I kind of knew Daniel and face to face, but you're writing stuff down, you're looking at, at players and that as well. But I just had this horrible feeling that it were like, uh, and I still thought after an hour until Sorba came on, all I was saying one bit of quality is going to change it, and that's when luckily it came in. I know Phil, you said his his roads mean it, but the best thing about the goal was that as soon as obviously you were at the other side of it, Matt, in your stand, where do you sit, Phil? Um, yeah, in the car. Just in bottom corner next to Fantastic Media. Yeah, so as soon as you got that touch, I knew it were in. It was the best moment ever. It's like, if yeah, you could bottle yeah. that and saved it, it yeah, was just yeah. that brilliant moment. I just kind of looked at that flag, thought, is he off? He in. And the place went absolute bedlam. Honestly, it was so emotional. And God, it was it were brilliant. Absolutely sensational. The scenes at the end. But yeah, watch this space for the final. That's all I'll say. Uh, Martin Tyler, move over. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Honestly, I can't. I can't. I genuinely Matt, wait can't wait to see, to see it. It just makes no sense. But I don't anyway on a normal day. So what's uh, <laughs> what's a bit of comments here? Um, yeah. So like I say, Town saw that out pretty easily, didn't they? Really. Um, Adibayo came on, didn't he? Uh, Elijah Adibayo. They threw him on with five minutes. I felt so sorry for him because you could tell his hamstrings were absolutely twanged, yeah. and he was and Town were knocking the ball back to Nichols, and he was shuffling towards him wasn't it? and Nichols was literally dribb- dribbling away at walking pace and the, the distance was being maintained you know the poor guy and they, they were really desperate weren't they they've had bad luck with injuries uh, but I thought the Luton fans were, were decent were very good you know good voice all all night they were good um, and Luton were, 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 could count themselves unlucky I think like Cosy says I thought they, they gave it everything but Huddersfield just you know we just had that extra quality didn't we at the end of the day Um which is great. Um, the pitch invasion at the end as well. There's, there's, you know, there's a lot of things been said about that. I'm not really fussed for going too deep into it. Um, but for me, you know, it just shows the the complete relief. You know that we've had three pretty crap years, haven't we? Since um, David Wagner's team defied all expectation and logic by staying up in the Premier League. We we had that stinking season in the Premier League. Then the one one when we came down and you know, financially difficult and then behind closed doors with COVID, it just felt like a bit of a release, you know, for everybody to get back in the stadium and just celebrate together and, you know, running on the pitch for me, I'm, I'm neither for or against. I didn't go on the pitch because I'd have to abseil down from the upper tier, so there's no choice for me but to stay in my seat And because he's obviously in the gantry, so, you know, looking on, he can't just, you know, throw down the microphone, can you, and just run on the pitch. Oh, that'd be brilliant if you had like a little... Uh, Bluetooth microphone, you know and you were just running, said, running around the pitch. That would be amazing. Sorry about this. But, if you were wanting to run around and celebrate, just make sure you drop the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you you should. Uh, <laughs> that would have been amazing. Just you running around, just talking to people. Would have been fantastic. But you <laughs> know, see, I'm a very professional. <laughs> on. Uh, but yeah, you guys. I don't know how you felt, Johnny Phil. About uh, you know, for me it was fine. I'd, to be honest, you know, there's a lot of complaints about. Trouble. Nathan Jones has had his say. Don't really want to give him too much airtime. Um, but 
you know, I, I didn't really see anything massively untoward. I know a lot of Huddersfield fans went over to the Luton fans. A lot of them clapped because I, I had a really good view. A lot of them were clapping the Luton fans, which was decent. Some went over to be dickheads and they succeeded. Um, you know, some poor old chap from Luton's ended up with a coin in his head, which is really, really not what I want my football club to be about. I think that's ridiculous and hopefully whoever did that gets dealt with. But, you know, for me, the scenes were, were pretty, you know, the pictures were pretty good. At, at, you know, players on fans' shoulders, you know, celebrating. Okay, it's not, not the final and there's another step to go, but, you know, the release and the togetherness, you know, that the football club has was encapsulated really in, in that moment. And I, I quite enjoyed it, Johnny. Um, and you're nodding, so I'll go to you. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, and I think when another football club does it, you see other, you, other fans kind of like jump on a bandwagon and give fans a bit of stick for it. But then uh, when it's Celebration club, police come out in force, don't they? It's what you do, isn't it? Yeah, it's what you do. Couple of things. So first off, you, you've not won anything yet. Okay, but the first stage is a two, it's a two-leg tie, and it you've won the tie. So I think celebrating that, nothing wrong with it. I, I can see why Carlos and the players might have a short celebration. The fans, but I think you know, it's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, and celebrating getting to Wembley. It's something to celebrate. So I've no issue with people doing that. Um, going on the pitch and like the, I mean the the pitch invasion. For, again, from what I saw. It, quite a few fans like you say weren't clapped Luton fans because they were good I mean they just lost and they are all stood up singing clapping none of them like dart for the exit straight away and it's a fair play to them and from what I saw most most of it was kind of just a, like I say a clap and a bit of respect to Luton fans every club has got whoppers who do you know what I mean don't represent the club every club's got them obviously like when you see the stuff that was put on afterwards and the chap who's joining Amy with a sort of coin thrown at him like yeah, absolutely don't condone that. And I think if any most majority of town fans saw someone doing that, they'd tell him what they thought of it. But unfortunately, do you know I mean some football does attract some idiots? And when you've got twenty four thousand people, there's always going to be some people who are. But in the day, I think if you ask the players, do they want that? Do they enjoy that? Is that part of the atmosphere? I don't know, Phil. You might have an opinion on this, but I think if you ask like Toffs or Brian players at like Colwell. I mean, you've got you've got what ten thousand people. You're on people's shoulders. That's something that when you're eighty five, you remember. So I think from a player's perspective, they must love it. Don't, a bit of atmosphere like that. I think everyone just sat and clapped in the seats. You, it's not it's not what it's about, is it? It's it, it's how often do you win a playoff semi semi final and get through? I mean, you might do 10, 10 in a lifetime. So yeah, all for celebrating it and where people want to celebrate it. So no problems for me at all. I think it's brilliant. I think that you, you, Johnny, you're under right. Like the players, you know, that connect between the fans is, is fantastic. And when you when you win something like that, it's just more relief, isn't it? Everybody was just relieved that we got through two leg um, semis there, where you know you've got this this wonderful thing of going to Wembley after it. And and like I say, we've had we've had a couple of years now where it's just been dreadful. You know, everything's been negative about the club um, to this wonderful season and. I think the celebration was great. My, I, I had to go. On, I had to go on the pitch. My little lad wanted to go on. Um, I wasn't going to argue because it was nice to go back on the pitch. And um, they were doing knee slides all over the place. There were plenty of people having fun. Um, whatever beast lifted Nabi Saad up onto the shoulders, I need to shake their hands because he's an absolute monster. <laughs> so he must have been huge. Whoever it is, whoever had him on shoulders. Um, it, it, obviously, it was you know you get those those things where there's going to be a few issues towards away fans 
I lowered my hands up, Johnny. I, I thought we were. I thought I, the, uh, most of our fans were going over to applaud him. The way, that's the way I saw it. Uh, but then when you see a couple of the bits of footage on Twitter and stuff of young kids giving it Billy Biggin and um, getting in opposition players' faces, because you've got to remember, those opposition players have, have toiled for a full season and grafted the hardest, and all they want to do is walk over to their fans and applaud them for, for staying behind and giving them that support. And, and some of our fans, it was just a little bit embarrassing, really. Um, getting in the faces, they're just a normal human being. Why would you, you know, someone ran up behind someone and, and slapped him out back head? Don't do it. You know what I mean? Just, just go and find your own players and leave them to it and let them go and, and, uh, and you know, give, you know, give their play, uh, fans a little bit of an accolade and, and, and thank them for a good season. So you're gonna get it, whatever club you're at. And so whether it's ours or that shambles from last night, where that idiot went and headbutted Billy Sharp for zero reason. Um, you're gonna get it at whatever club you're at, but the majority of our fans are fantastic, and I just think it were it were great to watch. You know, just standing back and, and watching all the fans on the pitch and uh, everybody being so happy. And, and like I say, yeah, it's a semi-final. Yeah, it's not a final. No, we haven't been promoted yet. But why not go on a field and, and celebrate with your fans? Because it's not every 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 season you get to. What we've been doing last couple of seasons, we've been we've been turning around, walking home, and, and whinging about how we've played. Do you know what I mean? So. Uh, just one, just one quick, one quick thing before we move on about that pitch. We touched on it before. No one can ever have a popper rugby ruining that football pitch because my God, there's high definition and there's Towns pitch. It was unbelievable. I quite. I was looking at it thinking this can't be real grass. Madness. So yeah, Crazy, it was just for that. It was just yeah. for that. It was incredible to have a look. Yeah. You can understand why they water it so much because it's so thick. And I, yeah. I, I spoke to grounds when I, I, I was at a cricket match on Tuesday uh, with the school, and I spoke to Reggie. Um, and he said, like, our technology's changed, so it's amazing. They have the lights on it, million pounds been spent on lights or whatever. And um, he says, like, to, to, for that grass to, to leave the surface, it ain't going anywhere. It's not budging. It's, you know, it's really thick. So, yeah, it's a credit in it. Like, a couple of years when I was playing, it were, it were, it, there were some bald patches because on that grass when I was playing. Uh, now it's just lush. Yeah. Best team lost, though, guys. There's 100%. I watched it back today. They should be at Wembley. We shouldn't be. We got so lucky. On Monday night, honestly, I couldn't believe it. I was waiting for like the period of town dominance, like coming and replay because you see it differently, don't you? After the emotion, but honestly, they should have won, man. They missed so many chances, so we've got to be really grateful that we got there. I just yeah, it's really run. weird how it does it because the Forest game was the same way for three quarter, three periods of the game, three halves. They were so much better than Sheffield United, but that last second half, there was what had gone on. They were like a totally different team. They, Looked like you know they were like a relegation team. Sheffield United were running riot, and you know I think it had gone on a bit longer. They might have won it, but pressure. I, I think, pressure. Is it just pressure? That's all I can put it down to, really. Mm. What pressure? I sometimes think the second leg at home is not the best way. He's not the best kind of outcome. It, I mean, it, obviously it ended well in the end, but I, I, you know, when people say the second legs at home, they own fans and stuff. Like that. I'm not so sure. I know you might have probably read out some stats here. Eighty percent. You know, teams winning second, played the second leg at home wins, but it, it was a strange old night and players were doing different things. Johnny Russell, that first half, was absolutely awful, man. It's like he had a, an orange shirt on. It's the worst I've ever seen him play. Johnny Ogg, poor. Lewis O'Brien, they did a job on him. He couldn't really get anything going. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. When it was, it was really bad. And only until Toss had that little chance where kind of a bit of a weak finish, but there were nothing doing and they just grew in stature there. They played some really good football and all that. I don't know about, you know, we mentioned on Sunday long, but they were playing some really good football on uh, Monday. I can't help feel we've, we've got away with one there on uh, Monday night and I'm so glad that we have. But yeah, it's uh, we're going to have to play so much better on uh, a week on Sunday, but we will. I don't know if you'll help us really, because like I said, we've not been formed in two games there. And I think if, if you're going to almost get out of your system, we've, we've managed to not play well and get through. So hopefully it's a bit like, do you know I mean lesson learned, deal with the pressure, get a bit familiar with it, rather than do you know I mean have two good performances and then bottle it in the final. So maybe it'll maybe it'll help a little bit. I think Carlos play a master stroke though with a sub. I mean it would have been so tempting to bring Thompson at half time, but it felt like that was just kind of a something that had been prearranged, didn't it? Because as soon as sixty comes, he was on, but the guy turned the game off, not obviously for the assist, but the fear factor he put into Luton that we didn't uh they didn't have before a bit of pace. Someone's uh, even with some questions today, actually, like got a jumping head, but said, If town get promoted, what do we need next season? And I just said, Pace, we're lacking pace by um so much. But Thomas Thomas is the one guy that's got it, and uh, wow, what a difference he makes. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Sabo was uh, was phenomenal when he came on. and Good to see him back in the groove. You know, he's he's been out for a few weeks and he he carried on like he'd never left uh, left away, had he? So the Forest Sheffield United game obviously came to a conclusion last night, and uh, Sheffield United were were very unfortunate. Um, Breeze Samba really sort of saved Nottingham Forest. Uh, you know that save from Morgan Gibbs White. Morgan Gibbs White was phenomenal last night, wasn't he? And you know the save at the end by Samba, which just you know with his foot, you feel that was just complete look slash reaction wasn't it how he lifted his foot usually a goalkeeper doesn't lift the foot like that you know as a as a one-on-one you know when they stood in that sort of position and he just lifted it and made a I don't know if it's look reactions reading it I, I couldn't tell really it seemed a little bit a little bit of a mix of all but we're going to play uh Nottingham Forest at, at Wembley um excited Phil yeah I think it's a uh, it's uh it worries me. I, I think I would have preferred Sheffield United um, for the way, for their style, but it's it, like I say, it's a one-off game. But yeah, they've got lots of quality, haven't they? Um, not as Forest all over the park. Um, the keeper had an absolute blinder. Such a big, strong, strong fellow, and he's great with his feet as well. His distribution is fantastic. Yeah. Really composed. Yeah, and they've got they've just got a threat all over the field. Um, so, but again, for me, it, it doesn't really matter who you've got. You've still got to. You know, stand up to a man and, and, and be counted and, and anything can happen within you know, it just showed like Cosy mentioned there, Luton we're we're probably up a little bit on top of us and we've and we've won the game last eight minutes you know, of the game kind of thing. So 
I don't I don't think you can look too much into it. I think it's more about us having our plan um, and knowing how to kind of to outwit our opponents, which obviously it's it's going to have to take a, a big thing to to do because I think Forest will bring uh, loads of energy. The fans will be great, I'm sure, um, and it'll be it'll be a tough game. Jordan Jordan Rhodes were brilliant when he when he came on. Obviously, Danny Ward. I watched it again today because I, I was unclear how the kind of injury happened. I don't know if it, I think it's to do with that slip, isn't it? It was really weird where he kind of went down, and I think it was uh, Bradley that went it's over. Pushed but, in the afterwards as well. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that did it. And you do wonder, don't you? Especially with Wembley, it's kind of a it's not a pitch where you take chances, is it? So part of your wonders how fit he will be and whether he can take his place, even if you know a week on Sunday. But I thought Rhodes were brilliant. I thought his experience were great, not just because he scored, but hold up play seems to got a little bit of pace. I don't know where this is, has kind of come from. But honestly, we've said on here, I remember God, I feel so bad. I remember why we re-signed this guy, you know. I'm not one about coming back and all this lot, you know kind of leave the memories behind and stuff like that as well. But immense, mate. And what he did at Middlesbrough to get us, you know, that on that uh, Easter Monday, wasn't it? That brilliant finish and stuff. The guy has got us to Wembley. And the video, when he's coming back in it, it, to the changing rooms, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? The, the guys love him there, don't they? And we all love him. Same, mate, 100%. 100%. Um, who would you pick man of the match then? Because... Lee Nichols was, was was great. Just going back to Luton thing, and you know, town struggle. I thought Louis O'Brien was excellent second half. You know, he, you know, like second like cause said first half he was he str- you know they all struggled, didn't they? But second half I thought Louis was was excellent. You know, he was really good at nipping in and you know those bursts forward. You know, take you so far up the pitch, don't they? And you know, transition you from defence to attack quite quickly. I thought Louis had a really good second half, um, which I think maybe dipped under the radar a little bit. Um, but for me, Rhodes got man of the match. But against Sauber was Sauber was phenomenal as well. You know, it's um, I think you would probably pick your your man from from those, wouldn't you? Really? Um, who go on, guys? Who would you go for in in this occasion? I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> it's all a blur. I thought, I think, Tom Lee's was my man at match, Matt. He was brilliant. Tom Lee's. Um, he's just honestly the guy. Just he just. I mean, we give him the credit on here, but to me, one of the best free transfer signings we've ever done at Uddersfield Town, mate. 100%. He is great, isn't he? Yeah, it was solid. I think think Nichols had a good game as well. Um, I don't think anyone really massively stood out. I just think it was just one of those jobs that you had to do and get on with. I think, yeah, probably probably Lee's. um, Levi Colwell. Colwell did well, really good. Bringing the ball away. Oh, that first half, he really struggled. I thought yeah. Levi. Yeah, he really struggled. Yeah, yeah, I think you would. I think you were probably trying. I think you were probably trying too hard to, to thread some of those balls through yeah. through the middle of the pitch. It, it was quite difficult for him, really. I don't think he had many options. I think there were a lot of people running away from him instead of running towards yeah. him. Um, so, I, and I think he found that quite hard. I don't know if that was a tactic that, that Carlos was trying to make or what, but I think he found. But I think he was solid defensive. I think we, you know, those. Yes, yeah, sort of second half, way. good. Yeah, decent Probably second enough. half as well. Yeah. Go on, Johnny. Who are you yeah. going for? Yeah, I think Wooden and Rhodes, obviously, for scoring the goal, probably can't really look past him. But I think the only player probably stands out is probably Sauber, purely because obviously assist for the goal, but also assist for the other goal that we scored, which was nothing wrong with it. So then he's come on. We've not really created much. Toffolo's kind of done his own thing and, and, and created probably one of the best chances in the game off his own off his own back. Other than that, nothing really doing. Lad comes on, two two balls in. I mean, both fantastic quality. 
both great goals. So probably I'll probably say Sorba, um, even though I mean, he's, he's a second half, so it's always hard. But I think he's probably made most impact out of everyone. But yeah, I guess goal scorer, you've got to probably give it him, haven't you? It's Sky it, Sports, they like, like Hollywood storyline. What, Cosy? What did it look like from from up there in terms of like the shape in in the first half? Because obviously, like you mentioned there, Matt, a lot of the fans were well. Cosy, sorry, I think you did. A lot of the fans complaining, saying get it forward. A lot of people around me were shouting, "Stop passing it backwards!" Even though we've done it every it single game of the season, and that's how we play. But it it, it looked really. Re- I mean, I know they work on it. They obviously work on it. They know where they need to be. Every single yeah. player on that pitch we mentioned before, but. We, we looked really narrow, like yeah. Wayne Holmes was tucked inside and every time Dynamic. the fullback got it, it we, we looked so narrow there were nothing, in, in midfield. There were no options, Phil, and, and Sinani, they moved him across. He kept. It's almost like he had a free roll up front. He were, he were moving all over the place without really being effective where I think we got the ball to him a lot earlier on uh, Friday night, obviously, you know, benefited with the goal and that as well. And yeah. Colville, Colville, Colville kind of bring it forward a lot and Hogg kind of stayed back, but... The problem with Johnny Russell's first, I mean, I think this is how he plays. His first kind of intention is to pass it back. He kind of gets it, shields it, turns. And then there's no one, there were no one really kind of insensitive that O'Brien, they'd done a good job on him. And it, and all it meant, it was kept coming back. And that's what I mentioned earlier, the fans, I think they kind of accepted that for the first 15 minutes, but they start to think, bloody hell, you know, like we've got to do something more. But I think there's a lot of credit, uh, Phil's got to go to Luton Town. I thought they'd, their game was fantastic. Yeah. And it could only their finishing yeah. that stops them uh, being at Wembley instead of us. So, I I just, we're praying that this quality from the bench will make a difference. I thought it might be Tino and ironically, we just about come on money when the goal yeah, came right, on. Yeah. But to me, it was that, that, I, 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 that bench, I've, I've been sending it for the pit now. It's, thank God we've got some like game changers because last year it was embarrassing, wasn't it? There were, you know, youngsters that we were bringing on and what have you. But Thomas, did you hear the interview after? It was so funny. Uh, I think we are on TalkSport. He said, they said, oh, you're not, you're not happy with uh, starting the game. It says, yeah, I've got to be honest, I wasn't happy to start the game, but you know, you, you've got to hand it to the professor. They got it right again, didn't they? All, all words to that effect and that as well. And it just shows the the love for Carlos. And it was nice. It was a nice celebration, wasn't it, when it showed him something because he's not one for going nuts, is he really? And uh, yeah, honestly, this the, the the scenes like when we scored the noise. I mean, obviously you played that video, Matt, but it was just incredible. And uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm too nice, me though. I'm too nice. I just felt for them. I've got. I wish I don't have an art. I wish they didn't give a shit. But a part of me just thought that we didn't really deserve it. But I should forget about that and think we were third, they were sixth, and we got to Wembley and they're not. Never Tell us about Wembley. About I never once thought about how they were feeling. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> not I tell you what, guys. The, the scenes after in the pubs in Usher were unbelievable. I got a taxi home absolutely steaming about. It was on the Tuesday morning about. I can't remember. It cost me 17 quid to rob him from uh, Usher. Half 11. Like, for, not only because of that S6, but it was unbelievable. The Vulcan, it was like, like being Magaluf strip, mate. There were people <laughs> going mental. The songs were coming on. Damo Wales, a bit of a fan of the pod, he, he kind of took over the decks in the uh, in the one. And every other song were like coming on and uh, Jordan Rhodes. You know, it, the song came on, it were like, Holy, holy day. And I thought, why are you playing that? And then Gets I remember the ball, they were like, scores a goal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then all, within <laughs> about a second, it were on. And then, best thing is, it should have replayed again, I think about one in the morning. And all of a sudden, they were like, music stopped. And woo, you know, Sobber were just over at free kick. Woo. Honestly, famous scenes there were people 
dancing up the street, boy and battle were echoing. It was famous. I just think you've got to enjoy your good days in life because you just do not know what's around the corner. And I know I got a bit of sticker working Leeds next day. Oh, congratulations on your promotion. Yeah, everyone on pitch and blah, blah, blah. But, mate, if you can't enjoy your good days in life, then when can you not? But it was just one big party. And uh, he still had to believe in it a few days on what, you know, what's, what's happened really. But, Christ, you know, when it came on Sky Sports News, I got home at like two o'clock, Sky Sports News, I couldn't even hardly see at that point. And they were like, Huddersfield Town, 90 minutes away from return to the Premier League. And he's just like, bloody hell. And then, you know, next day when you get up after you've had a good drink, thinking, you just don't recollect what's happened up. You really haven't taken someone badly or punched someone and what have you. Like, wow, it did actually happen. So, yeah, really disappointed with examiners, to be honest. We're not putting it as front page news. I thought that would pour that. If I'm paying £1.10 for a paper based in Huddersfield, I want to see Huddersfield Town on the front. I thought that was garbage, that. Cosy, <laughs> Wembley, what do you reckon? <laughs> Bloody hell! I'm just glad it's not this. Uh, what do I reckon about Wembley? Well, the first thing is I've got to shoot because I'm crap with ends and stuff like that. Have we got the same end as last time? No, nope. no, different. So I'm not a superstitious anyway. Apparently, someone's texted me. So <laughs> I am thirteen thousand tickets by two o'clock today, which is pretty good, isn't it? Wow, yeah, I still I couldn't get three together. I uh, I had to wait for my brother-in-law to decide if he was coming, and he decided at about two o'clock. Oh. So we we just can't get tickets together in the areas that we want. So I don't think they've all been released yet. So I'm just hanging fire. Hopefully, some will get released. But I didn't want to come. When again. when do we have in 2012? Do we have the same end in 2012 and 2017? 2017, yeah, yeah, we did. So I don't want to come. Really, kind of bring it down mm. and boom. But I'm quite <laughs> shocked it was forty. Uh, what it forty nine pounds for the coach? I know. Pitchell's I don't know. Gone, I looked. But, so yeah, travel club's forty nine quid. That's just too much for me. And I do, I do worry a little bit that obviously there's the far time final on the Saturday. So I just hope that people can kind of dig deep because there's always a struggle with money at, at the moment and that as well. Because I just think these lads deserve all our support. I, you know, if anyone's tempted to sack it off or watch it in, in a bar, they've just got to get there. We're going to be outnumbered before it. I think with the things with the final mat as well, uh, I think with Jody Calvert said it perfectly today on Twitter, but it's so true. Expect 11 days of Forest loving Brian Clough. Archie Gemmell, the Colin Moore, the good old days, the Will, all the legends. It'll be almost like they're going up. Forest the back. Forest have sold eight hundred thousand tickets. There's six million in the fan zones. I'm still fifty fans and what have you. Expect all that. It's just I just feel the pressure on Forest to get up is huge, man. And I hope that weighs them down. But yeah. you know, yeah, you want to go up and and don't get me wrong. It could be a once in a lifetime chance for us, but. I just think they've not been at Wembley, have they, Ray, for 30 odd years or something like that? Never been to a play final. I just hope all this, as the days comes, kind of gets to them. And you know what? If you'd have asked me that last night at half time, I'd be like, wow, we've seen three halves of football here from Forest. They're thinking they're not, they put that kind of wobbly end to the season behind them. They look on point. Oosh, if you'd have I'm compared both teams and stuff, you know, who's Uddersfield and them, you'd think, God, Forest will, will smash the final. But they showed in the second half. Sheffield United and not playing really great football, pretty average stuff, getting in very easily. I just thought, wow, they're beatable. And the messages I'll get better when it were like, so we shouldn't be fearing them. All right, we've, we've finished up over at the end of the day. We've beaten them already at the city ground. Yeah, that the cup game, we had a few missing and what have you, but they're going to be loving it. Bigging it up, you're, good, you're either going to get an airspace on any of the TV and that as well. But it's just the way I like it because I think Same. we were nervous with this underdog. Yeah. We want the underdog tagging this game. And I think we, we suffered a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I it. thought that, yeah. 
But we will be mad, even though they'll say, well, you finished the pub first. But no, and I love Ever, it. Everyone, think, the, there was a poll, wasn't there, straight after the, I think, yesterday, and uh, I can't remember who did it. TalkSport did the poll, and 90% said Nottingham Forest. Who do you think will get promoted? And 90% said Nottingham brilliant, Forest. Brilliant. And, yeah, you know, that's what you want. And, on. I wish it were and there's... The media, there's 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 absolute helmets in the media. I'm going to go on a media ban because I just can't be bothered with with rubbish that comes out. But Gary Neville's come out with some absolute bollocks already. This is the Gary Neville's the bloke who said uh, when uh, Leeds United got promoted that thankfully Yorkshire have got a Premier League football team for the first time since they got relegated. Obviously, doesn't know where Huddersfield and Hull are. Uh, but yeah, he's he's had a thing today and he said the North of England doesn't get much investment, so all we need is a strong Newcastle, Sunderland, Middlesbrough, Leeds, Sheffield Wednesday, and Nottingham Forest, and uh, <laughs> and Nottingham Forest isn't even in the North, which is great. So this is yeah, this is a guy who yeah, this is a guy who constantly spouts you know uh, socialist and Labour views online, and then he's come out with something which you know some elitism which could have been you know born out of Eton. So you know the guy's a complete hypocrite and. You know, but you know, I'm I'm going to try and ignore it because it's just going to all be about Forest, isn't it? And and I can understand why. Twenty three years away, and they've st- you know a lot of people still remember the Brian Clough years. It's memorable. It's exciting. And if we were if we were Wickham podcast, mate, we'd be saying the same. But this Saturday, all I'm hearing is Sunderland, this, that, the other. They deserve to get back. Yeah. Bringing eight hundred thousand and having eighty fans <laughs> on Wickham uh, coming in a taxi. Don't matter, mate. You'll get them fired up with Ainsworth, and they might beat them ninety minutes on the pitch. And I'm yeah. I'm drinking it, mate. I'm glad in a way it's not. Like you know, Reading. Although we were, we were probably favourites going into that, and we, I think we had more fans than them. Could be rock, forgive me if I'm wrong, but a few hundred more, I think. Yeah, yeah, we did, we did. But this is different, and I'm going to revel in it, mate. I'm any kind of media duties I'll do, and that as well. I'll be, uh, yeah, Forest. It's big set of fans. I'm just going to play to their hands, mate. Bring it on. The mind yeah. games have started. Come on, <laughs> yeah. So both you, teams, you, are, you both teams are on thirty-six and a half thousand. So hopefully, Huddersfield. Sell the you know we sell our allocation and then for it'll be quite even. You, you think know, we will? I, I can't see it. No, I don't think we will. I think we sold thirty eight thousand last time against Reading, and but I think a lot of that might have been, um, a, because I think people felt it was a once in a lifetime deal, if you like. So I, I don't think those same people will go. And I know people who went to the Reading one that aren't going this time. I know like several, um, but hopefully we can get you know as close if not possible, and then we can. Uh, make some noise and hopefully that also ramps up the pressure on Nottingham Forest because, you know, everyone will be looking at them. So, um, you know, it definitely, I think the game will depend on how uh, how they handle that. So, you know, it's going to be an exciting and nervous occasion, but, you know, the pressure's not on us. So, you know, maybe we can just go about and do our thing and shit out a set piece. Who knows? You know, so that's, that's the hope. But, you know, we've played Nottingham Forest three times this season, mate. And to be fair, Nottingham Forest have been the better side on all three occasions, but we did manage to sneak a win, didn't we, down at the city ground. But, you know, it's all to play for. It could go either way. There's a number of different scenarios that could play out for the game. And, you know, there are definitely scenarios where we can win the game. So, you know, it's, it's definitely all to play for on the day. What about can you, can you imagine the uh, can you imagine the reaction if we get a seventy fifth minute corner and Tom Lee's not sitting off the back of his head and that's what wins it? Like just was just yeah. imagine just imagine, <laughs> just imagine. I don't think I'll come off Twitter for like forty eight hours if that happens. Johnny, it won't be easy. I just my last parting <laughs> shot before I uh, headed to the commentary gantry where Sky says I think we'll win, but back in my mind, this is Huddersfield Town. We don't do it easy, and there'll be a lot of suffering, you know, as we go along. And it exactly panned out like that, and. Uh, yeah, Carlos is incredible, and what a job he's done. He, it's clear to me that both he were looking at this game as 180 minutes, you know, kind of tie, and the subs he played, you know, 
I know we'll have to take his word for it that you know Turton obviously Turton did get injured at Luton and, and Pippa, but I think probably he were meant to play Pippa second leg, Turton first and stuff. Thomas coming off saying, I would be so easy, wouldn't it, to bring him on and you know in that second game and and stuff. But he's he's so bold, so so brave, and he just he just knows what he's doing. And and, and Tino or another, honestly, I I just love the guys so much. He, the way kind of he's turned things round and. Uh, you know, it's it, a lot of the stuff. His management and his team. It's about patience, and the fans just got believing him. It just frustrated me a little bit on Monday that, come on, you know, no, this is how we play. It's almost like we had five thousand new fans in the ground, which probably we did. To be fair, we've never seen us this season. Come on, get on with it. But they were passing it back, passing it back, probing, you know, looking for a gap. That's how we play, and uh, you know, it's it's just the guy just deserves. Even if we lose Matt on on Sunday week, he's done a sensational job, and in my opinion. I was chatting this with Gary tonight when we were at uh, some uh, some football, and and I think this is a better team than to the uh, twenty sixteen seventeen. But oh. we've got one more game to, to get over the line, and that's the that's the big one. No, I I don't to be honest, but I I think whatever happens, I think um, whoever whoever's running the club at the time will need to sit down with Carlos and say, look, this is a fantastic job, you, and reward him with yet another new contract because that's what we did with David Wagner every time. You know, someone, you know, every time he did a good job, Dean, you know, was there and sort of kept up in his ways to keep him. I think Carlos and Lee Bromby, et cetera, need looking after. And I think they need, you know, the club really need to value them and, you know, and say, look, if we have or we haven't gone up, you know, we want you to guide us for the foreseeable future and, you know, and, and pay them accordingly. Um, and I think sort of, you know, we really need to look after uh, the people that have got us in this position because if we do go up, fantastic. If we don't, then, you know, let's try and build on it. Let's not just, you know, slink back to 18th and, and not, and, you know, not value the uh, other people that have done the, done the job. So, you know, that's, that's Matt, pretty I big for me. I think this team would beat the 26 17 one. I do. No, well, I don't. I don't. You'll never know, will you? That's the thing, I guess. You'll, ne- you'll never know. No. Uh, Heffer- do you know what? Heffley was a brilliant player. I don't, I don't understand why people do I think people look at Heff like he was some kind of sort of village idiot sometimes. But honestly, he's, it, but playing out from the back, Michael Heffley is one of the best centre-backs I've seen at Huddersfield. He was sensational with his feet, honestly. Um, I thought he was he was great, Heff. Schindler was great. Tom Lees is top class as well, yep. Yeah. Uh, Colwell's decent. But, you know, Aaron Moy's the difference maker, isn't he, in between the yeah, two teams? Uh, Aaron yeah. Moy's you just, played your top card there, man. I know. Aaron Moy. Aaron Moy. Nakia, Danny Ward, probably not that much difference. Van Lepara, he takes over. He takes over. He takes. He was. He was in the thick of it, wasn't he? But you, you take. Tariq you know, you. Tariq. I, I will say that I think this team has got a better bench, you know, to bring on and a better, you know, more game changes, as you'd say, Cosy, more people that can bring on and more options and flexibility. You know, you you bring in Tino off the bench, Carol Lighting and. You know, there's some really good players you can bring off the bench to change a game and change systems, where, which I think Carlos has definitely got over uh, what we had five years ago. But, you know, it's it's time for new heroes, as the uh, the Cowshed Loyal um, banner said, oh, isn't man. it? So, you know, let's hopefully we can get someone. And who knows, maybe maybe we could rename the podcast after somebody after, you know, after the 29th of May. Who knows? Matt, a party piece. Listen to my way I finished with commentary. says, the banner said before the game, time for new heroes. But it was an old one who came up trumps. Huddersfield Town won, Lewis Town nil. Put me mic down. Job done. It's dropped. <laughs> mic dropped. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, well, guys. Play that one, by the way, by, on the quiet. That was brilliant, that wasn't it? What yeah, it was good. Out. Honestly, it gives me goosebumps seeing it. When, you, when you're when kind of at the side, you can see it all. I'm normally behind it, but it's like, 
the effort, I think it possibly said it cost 150 pounds to kind of get all that, but it's not just the money, it's the, the effort, the time, it's the time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, telling people it what is, to do. it is brilliant. It gives you goosebumps, man, doesn't it? When you see that, I and, love that. Uh, yeah, I love it, me. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, They're credit to credit to them all, you know, Dom, Poz, Dan, and all, you know, not Ollie Fisher anymore because he's slunk off down south, but you know, credit to all the guys that got involved with that because it's really good, and I think it makes a difference as well, doesn't it? You know, it gets people going, it gets the players going, and you know, it's it's all part of the togetherness, isn't it? It's, it's really yeah, good. just a weird one as well. So we've gone after that Stoke thing, we've gone games, we're like massive gaps between home and away fans. Bloody hell, I got a text last night from a guy I didn't really get it. Didn't sink in, but it says bloody hell. If there's going to be trouble if someone scores there, because there were no divide, whether between home and away. It's just the just the rail, wasn't it? Just that one rail. Nothing, mate. <laughs> it was just like mad. Stewards but... and a few stewards, but this there, there seemed to not be that many stewards and police. Do you know, especially when? You know, oh, I'll tell you one good story from from the celebrations, and I thought this was brilliant. Um, did you see Romani Edmonds Green at half time come on and and speak no. to Rambo? So Roman Edmonds Green came on. If Johnny did, he came on and he looked like he was dressed for. Um, he looked like he was dressed for an evening of Netflix on his couch, you know, with some jogging bottoms on and cream, you know, cream a hoodie. Yeah, him, and uh, it, it looked like he was just dressed like someone from you know down the road, you know. And then he, you know, he came on, did his bit half time, and then went off. And then when everybody, when we won, and everyone ran on the pitch, the the coach, the bench, all ran on the pitch at the start. And Roman Edmonds Green ran on with them as well, and he was jumping up around. And then all of a sudden, all the fans ran onto the pitch as well, and the stewards formed a barrier to protect the bench area in front of them. And Roman Edmonds Green shit himself, turned round and tried to get back, and the stewards wouldn't actually let him back to the bench area because they thought it was some scrote from down the road. And it was <laughs> absolutely amazing. And he was struggling to get past the stewards because he was dressed like, you know, ready for a night on the couch. And, uh, I think he eventually got back down, but for a couple of minutes, there were fans running around him and he was absolutely panicking trying to get past the stewards and it was really funny to watch that. And, uh, he ain't got a bad know, season, did Two promotions. You know, I know he hadn't played for us, but bloody hell. Uh, yeah, no, Wem- uh, you know, Rotherham won at Wembley, so hopefully that's a sign. He's got a promotion and uh, Rotherham won at Wembley in the uh, Papa John's Trophy, so, you know, hopefully that's a sign if you're superstitious like I am sometimes and cling on to it and touching wood now and all that stuff and... Where's my lucky rabbit's foot and all that? But yeah, so I think it's no, probably a good I, good place to end it, isn't it, Cos? Yeah, I'll just just kind of reflecting on the end, really. Just special night for the stadium. I think we've had to, we've been so lucky. I was sitting to someone in the car, some youngins today in the car where we go that football way game. It's like you you guys don't know you're born in the last 10, 15 years. We I remember in the eighties having to put up with absolute garbage, like season after season, bottom half mid table, Leeds Road. Honestly, if we're not going up, we're going down. It, it's never boring. I think we were craving for the mid-table seasons for a bit of calm, weren't we? This we were dying for 12th, weren't we? <laughs> I mean, when, when was that? When was our last mid-table finish? I, I can't remember. Oh, it must have been pre, oh. pre-Dean pre Oil, wasn't it? Whatever that season was. But you've got teams like Bradford who haven't done all for about 50 years. Yeah. It's like, honestly, we're so lucky every year. We you know, we get to be involved with something. It's just incredible. We, we support such a special football club. And you know what makes me so proud? is like, last three years we've been on his ass and suffering and some, especially the COVID, it was even more difficult. You couldn't even shout or what have you. But Ulster Town are back out there. They're throwing punches. We're punching above us weight again. We're boiling piss. People oh, don't man. like it. This I'm is, not, a, I, do you know, I'm having it. This is our, this is second time now. This is our way. I'm having it. I'm, I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm bigging us up. This is our way. We're in our weight class and hopefully we're, we're the champions town. of it. Come, uh, what a town we've got. Come it's going to be a long 11 days, isn't it? But let's hope it is for Ward. He can get fit and hopefully everyone else gets a bit stronger. We can have a full bill of health. Never know, Matty Pearson, baby, man, maybe. 
Maybe not. Maybe. Who Unlikely. knows? Unlikely, but who knows? Immortality possibly awaits, and who knows? Like I said earlier, maybe you'll get a podcast named after you if you're really unlucky. But you know, uh, players that have made it this far, you know, everybody from Huddersfield is 100% behind you, and I dare say Brady will have a couple of warm-up shows planned uh, pre-Wembley. So make sure you show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, Jurgen uh, on pitch night before Southampton, Liverpool. Do you see Brady giving it the? Giving it like this as well to the town fans, but uh, but yeah, so um, stick with us. Uh, sorry for the streaming tonight. Um, I'm gonna put a strongly worded letter into Wirecast right now, and you know, it'll be extremely strongly worded. Um, so this will be uploaded shortly. So thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Cosimodo. Thanks, Johnny. And uh, and let us sing a little bit of Christopher Carter. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.